Welcome today to our online internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here. And as you listen today to the Word of God, be ready to receive the wisdom and the revelation of God's Word by the Holy Spirit straight into your heart. It's going to build your faith, and it's going to help you to do all that God has called you to do. Now today, let's go to Psalm 65. Let's drop down to verse 11. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings, but I want you to see this verse. I want you to claim it. I want you to stand on it. And when I say stand on it, I mean that metaphorically, just take it and believe it. But if it helps you, you can put your Bible on the ground and stand on it. And if that helps you to identify with that verse, you can say, I'm standing on this scripture. I'm standing on God's word because God's going to do it. Woo. Look at this amazing verse. Psalm 65 verse 11. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Now, the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart today that as we're coming to the conclusion of this year, that there are some blessings for God's people that they have not yet received that they are supposed to receive this year. And it's like some of them have gotten stuck, held up, maybe held back, or maybe they haven't been focused on and pulled in by faith, or whatever the reason. The Holy Spirit wants to help dislodge those blessings that are intended by God to be deposited into your life this year. And I want you to stand on this scripture, take it by faith, and believe that before the year is out, that the year is going to be crowned with the goodness of God, that there will be a token evidence, a token blessing that you see the crown placed upon your year, and you'll truly say, this has been a really good year. Pastor Stephen, I haven't had that happen yet. Get ready for a crowning moment. And well, Pastor Stephen, how can I believe that? You have Scripture. You, you look for the Scriptures that will support the faith that you need for the assignment that God has for your life. And this is a scripture highlighted to me by the Holy Spirit because there are many people. There's something special that's still out there. Well, Pastor Stephen, I've already had a good year. That's wonderful, but I sense there's more. I sense there's something still coming in, and God wants you to grab it. He wants you to take it by faith. It's going to be good. You crown the year with your goodness. Don't give up. There's still something good on the way. And I wouldn't be surprised if it maybe could even be the best thing yet. Hallelujah. It may be hard to top something already that's big that God's done, but watch what he'll do. These crowning moments, they can be blessings, but they can also be revelations. They could be encounters with the Lord. They can be supernatural experiences of receiving wisdom and revelation from God. I'm telling you, he knows how to top it off really, really well. You crown the year with your goodness. Now, we're almost at the end of the year. Don't just kind of get in shutdown mode. Don't do that. Think, well, the year is almost over. We've only got a few weeks left. It doesn't really matter. You know, nothing's going to happen now. It's too late. Oh, no. Here is a verse from you. Anoint by the Holy Spirit for the very hour, for the very moment and day that you're living in. So hang on to this and believe that before the year is out, you are going to see this verse manifested in your life, and these remaining blessings are going to come in. And you need to pull them in by faith, and this scripture will help you to do that. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. 
Woo! One, one translation says, your paths drip with fatness. Ooh, hallelujah. That's like that butter anointing that we're talking about last Sunday, where Job said, my steps were bathed with butter. They were bathed in cream. Hallelujah. All the paths of God are good. God's got a unique path for your life, a, a unique path and plan for this year. The year's not over yet. Go before the Lord in prayer and say, God, I'm holding on to your word of Psalm 65, verse 11. And I really believe the Holy Spirit will help you to even be able to pick up on that year in crowning type blessing that is still coming in. It's on the approach. Woo, praise the Lord. And I believe you really need to pull it in by faith and say, Lord, I believe that's it. Lord, I believe that before the year is out, this is going to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, and again, there can be natural blessings, but there can also be encounters. There can be, there can be all other types of wonderful, special things that God wants to do. I'm just telling you, I really strongly sense in my spirit, God's not done blessing you yet this year. There's more. Pastor Stephen, it's already been really good. That's great. But maybe there's some others you're thinking, I, I haven't really seen the, the, the good thing yet, Pastor Stephen. It's coming. Hold on to the word of the Lord and believe for it. Because I really sense that there are still some very, very special things coming in. Woo! Hallelujah. You crown the year with your goodness. Now look for the crowning moment. Look for that thing that would be the crowning moment. Hallelujah. And also look for the abundance. Look for the fatness in every area of your life. Spirit soul and body spirit deep walk with God soul yeah your your mind your will prospering uh, you're just growing in the knowledge of God you're you're succeeding in your career field you're gaining knowledge and revelation in that area to rise to the top spirit soul and body and there's health in your body abundance in every area of your life prosperity in your in your relationships in your friendships the favor the favor of God all over your life giving you favor with men and with people People that are in positions of influence and people that you need to have uh, divine connections with. Hallelujah. It's happening. It's working in your life right now. So put a faith emphasis upon this verse today because I'm telling you, those blessings are out there. They are being dislodged right now by the angels. They're being shaken loose out of those corners, those corner areas of your life. They're being shaken loose, and now pull them in by faith. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, as your people bring the tithes and the offerings into your storehouse, Father, we just thank you that the angels are shaking loose those remaining blessings. And for some, that are listening and watching those remaining blessings for some will be the biggest blessing yet. It will actually be the crowning moment of the year. Now, Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Woo! We thank you for an influx of glory and revelation and even visitation. Father, we thank you. Our spiritual antennas are up. We are in faith for encounters. We are in faith for the year to be crowned with your goodness, and we give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I tell you what, living scriptures like this make life very, very exciting. Now, please lock on to that verse, Psalm 65, verse 11, and trust God, believe God that He's going to crown your year with goodness, not with something sour, but with something good, and it will have abundance associated with it. 
praise God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you that prefer to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28654. If you would like to go online and bring your tithes and offerings in online, which many people do, you can visit the ministry website. Stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings Sow and Reap, and you can go there anytime, day or night. Click on that and bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. It allows us to continue to preach the gospel around the world and to expand our ministry outreaches. Also, there on our webpage, there's a header that's called Projects, and we have two current projects that we're working on and focusing on right now. One of them would be a ministry fence to put a, a fence around the entire border and property of the ministry, and that's moving forward. And then we also have the ministry aircraft hangar project. We're working on the hangar, praise the Lord. We're believing God for the funds for a hangar. Woo, thank you, Jesus. That's very exciting. Mm-mm. Thank you for sowing into those. Those are available. If you would like to sow something beyond your tithe, and you would like to sow a special seed, those two projects are available as well on the ministry website. Thank you so much for your giving and your faithfulness to the Lord. Now, Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for abundance. Thank you that their paths are dripping with fatness, with prosperity, with abundance. And we thank you, Father, that you're crowning the year end for your people with great goodness, with beautiful goodness, and a very beautiful crown coming upon their life. It is truly a beautiful year. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise. We thank you that you're not done blessing yet this year, and we're believing you. We're believing you, releasing our faith on the scripture that there's more to come. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, I know that the angels are bringing it in. I, I know for some of you, it has already been blessed beyond measure, but I'm telling you, uh, no matter what your position, it's coming in still. There are care packages from heaven, care packages from the Lord that are being pulled in by the angels right now as we speak and as we agree and as we believe. Amen. So let's stay on that verse. Praise God. Now today, for today's message, let's go over to the Gospel of Mark. We're going to go to Mark chapter 6. And today I want to talk about retreating in order to move forward. Praise the Lord. This is a very fascinating principle, and it's one that's been proven over and over and over again. And I think there's some real nuggets today that will bless you spiritually that you can take and apply to your life. So let's talk about this today. Mark chapter 6. Let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the scriptures, that we can see the value of taking time to retreat in order that we can actually make greater progress forward. Now, Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you. Help us to see these principles in your word and to apply them in our lives. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we all agree and say, Amen. Mark chapter 6, verse 30. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Woo! Have you ever been so busy, so caught up, 
maybe in the blessing, maybe in your career, maybe even in ministry, and things really are going really well. Maybe to the point where you're, uh, you're in such a flow and things are working so smoothly that, you know, you can't even really break off to eat. And I've been in meetings like that, uh, extended meetings where things were just going so much that um, it's just hard to even get a bite. Maybe you can get something, grab some crackers or something real small, uh, something, you, you know, you don't, have, you don't have time to cook, just something to keep you going. But you don't even have time for a hamburger or something like that. But eventually there's a break. And, and eventually you're going to need a break. And Jesus is very sensitive to that. But there's also times you have to really push because when, when the anointing's there, the blessing's there, then you really need to take advantage of that. When the harvest is in, you've got to bring it into the barns, praise God. And we're going to eventually also need a break, because if you don't, you'll burn out. Uh, you can get sick physically, and just also mentally, you can get, um, you can get to a place where you're just like, ah, oh, you know, you're not even enjoying it anymore. And so we want to take those times to have a retreat. Now, retreats can be very pivotal they can be very timely, a precise moment for one. Oftentimes, when you have a, a great victory, or something that's going really, really good, and maybe you had a, if you're a businessman or businesswoman, and maybe you were in sales, and you had one of the largest sales you've ever closed, and the money's in the bank, and you got your commission, everything's great, you know, that's actually a good time to take a little retreat, thank the Lord, and get refreshed, and you kind of reevaluate things, and your next move forward, and stuff like that. Also, spiritually, it's good to take a retreat after a big moment of success, also when there can be, I wouldn't call it a setback, but you could call it difficult news. This retreat that Jesus is initiating is also coming not only on the extreme success of his ministry, of people being delivered and set free and miracles of healing left and right massive crowds and just what we would call full-blown revival to the point that the apostles don't even have time to really have a a good well-cooked meal i mean it's just running it's running uh like almost like non-stop from the moment you get up in the morning until the night you know nighttime it's just you know people are coming from all over the place well, this is also coming on the heels, this, this retreat, of having heard that John the Baptist, who was in prison, has just been beheaded. And uh, that's heavy news. And so those things can be, they can be disturbing in the degree that he was the forerunner of Jesus, and now he's been beheaded. Well, what does that mean? Okay, well, we should, we should take a little break you know, and just gather around the Lord and be refreshed and be encouraged, uh, be encouraged and get our eyes on the target, on the mission, on the assignment, stay near to the Lord, stay near to his heart. So even when things are going great, there's also a good time to take a break, whether it's negative or whether it's positive or whether it's a mixture of both, which is actually what's taking place here in Mark chapter six, you still need those times to retreat, you know, with ministers, it's important for uh, young ministers to understand that ministry is not number one. The Lord has to be number one. The relationship has to be number one. 
or else as a minister you can get so busy ministering and doing all kinds of good things that are blessing people and helping people but sometimes the people aren't that sensitive and they'll, they'll burn you out if, if you're willing to work 24 hours around the clock there's very few that would say hey I think you're working too hard maybe you should take a break and take a retreat no most people will say oh come over here next we need you over here next <laughs> and if you if you burn out they're like well that's your own fault <laughs> not that they're not compassionate not that they don't they don't have love it's just that sometimes needy people they're just like hey I need you over here next and so that can happen very easy for pastors you know they're running to the hospital for hospital visitations and they're then they're running over here to do another Bible study and then they're running over here to do water baptisms and then they're running over here to uh, you know do a counseling session and before you know it they're just running here running there and ministers can get so busy that it begins to overwhelm override even their time with the Lord and you have to slow down you have to take a little retreat get recalibrated get it back in divine order divine order is relationship with God first praise the Lord you want to have a strong relationship with God and you have to make you have to make quality time with your family and that has been a mistake that not just a few ministers have made you want to spend quality time with your spouse and with your children because a lot of pastors children they have grown up I wouldn't say bitter but very disappointed that they saw their their father or their mother give more time and more pouring out into the lives of others instead of their own flesh and blood their very own children and so some grow up and they just they just they kind of go off and they're out of orbit because they had never really felt like they received the love that a normal father mother type relationship would would give them and so there can be a little bit of disappointment sometimes a lot of disappointment in in you know in cases where the kids were just totally neglected and that has happened where ministers have completely neglected their own children even their own spouse for the sake of you know just running around being busy and doing good works well there's always work to do then you know you've you've got 12 hours you do all you can within 12 hours and sometimes you work longer than that even into the night but eventually you just have to just realize there's always something to do so you have to balance that juggle that by the Holy Spirit take care of as much as you can but then don't neglect your family praise the Lord that's something very very important and you know the Apostles were were men that were married they had children we know that Peter was uh, we know clearly that he was married and I be really believe all of the other apostles were married as well I'm talking about the 12 but these were men also that when it was busy it was very very busy but Jesus also knew that they had to you know balance that properly and you know you know they had different seasons in Israel I'm sure in the mental in the middle of winter they weren't as busy as they would be in uh, in the summer or in the spring when the weather is nice so you know you push when the when the glory is there you push when the anointing is there but you cannot do that all the time or else you're going to burn out marriages fall apart families spiral out of control and uh, you know kids get into things get involved in stuff that they shouldn't get involved involved in because they're being neglected so we need to always keep the right balance and a retreat can be very very helpful along that line then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things both what they had done what they had taught and again he said to them come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while 
and I think that's good to do that and note the emphasis of a deserted place somewhere where we can go where the crowds aren't now the crowds are going to find out <laughs> you know hey they've left let's catch up and follow <laughs> so you know that they, they uh it, I mean it was just a tremendous work that was going on here and of course this is God in flesh on the earth so you know the miracles the glory the signs and wonders and it was very hard for Jesus to get away but even still it's a principle that we need to follow find a deserted place somewhere you could relax and unwind even if it's just for one day you'd be amazed at one at what one day can do to refresh your spirit to kind of get the the pressure off the stress off the burdens off and just go somewhere where it's deserted quiet and uh you know just uh keep the phone you know just uh off and you know you may want to leave it on but just you know let let the emails let the calls just go you'll be okay for a day or for 24 hours and just uh, maybe slip away with your spouse and get quiet and get relaxed go to somewhere maybe like a cabin or something like that that's what me and Kelly like to do we like to go to like a mountain type cabin somewhere where it's quiet and peaceful and we can smell the evergreen smell the pine trees and just sit down and uh, have a little time to relax and do nothing but read and pray and spend time with the Lord. I tell you what, it's very, very refreshing, and we all need that from time to time. See, even when you have a good devotional life, and you have a good Bible study, and you have a good prayer time, you can still have moments or seasons when you need a retreat. Why? Because the demands are greater than normal. And just to be able to get away for a day or two days can be so refreshing and so stabilizing. And then when you come back from that, whoo, praise the Lord, now you're ready to be a blessing to the people. See, Jesus also had another experience where he took Peter, James, and John up on the mountain, known as the Mount of Transfiguration. And that was a retreat to go up to the mountain top. And after that experience, they came down. And then they were able to minister very effectively to those where at the bottom of the mountain. See, you have those retreats. You have that time of stepping back so that you can step forward. And when they came off the mountaintop experience, then they're able to minister with fresh anointing, fresh empowerment to those that would be at the bottom of the mountain. Because you have a lot of people, they never have mountaintop experiences. They never have retreats. They never have how can we say a spiritual fresh infilling a fresh oil and so they're they're in a needy place a dry place so we need to uh, be able to retreat go to a deserted place get filled up get refreshed and then come back and minister in the power of the Holy Spirit to those that God places within our path within our life praise God first Kings chapter 19 let's take a look at the retreat that the prophet Elijah had and he went on a, uh, a 40 day retreat and spent time with the Lord and came out greatly empowered and strengthened by the Lord look anytime you hear God speak to you it just infuses your spirit with faith now whether the Lord speaks to you from his word and that word just leaps off the page with fresh anointing or whether the Holy Spirit whispers to you and 
and, and you hear the voice of God either way whenever you hear God speak to you your faith is so supercharged that now you are ready to go forward that's what hearing God's word will do that living word it will just it'll just take your faith and just lift it as high as it can possibly go first Kings chapter 19 verse 5 then as he lay and slept under a broom tree suddenly an, an angel touched him that would be Elijah and said to him arise and eat then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water so he ate and drank and lay down again and the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said arise and eat because the journey in other words your retreat okay the journey is too great for you he's got a long distance to go he's going to go on a retreat and he needs to have some angel food to give him some strength praise the Lord again Elijah coming off the most epic moment in his ministry the greatest victory the greatest manifestation of the spirit that has ever been seen in his ministry has just taken place so he's on a high now at the same time there has been a counterattack by the evil spirits that worked through Jezebel and she has sent a life-threatening and it's a real life-threatening letter against him and so he's got both of these things going on again a great report a great in encounter and then a very negative evil attack on the other side that's the time to take a good retreat now I have noticed in my ministry over the years whenever I have had real high moments in the spirit and it has really hit the kingdom of darkness hard I'm talking about where there's been people saved or great miracles happen and because of the great miracles uh, you know people rise up and then they begin begin receiving their miracles and then they break through and all types of great blessings are released whenever things like that happen I've learned that after that meeting is over the next day just lay low just take it easy uh, it's a it's a time where the enemy's upset it's a time where evil spirits are just kind of like well he's done that to us let's see if we can catch him off guard now and maybe do something and uh, so I don't do any uh, you know interviews no no radio interviews with the local stations I, do, I don't do any stuff like that well Mr. Brooks we would like to interview you on our secular radio station no 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 I don't want to do any I don't do any of that stuff it's all a trap it's all bait to try to just you know counterpunch after God has done a great victory so I just hang low stay at the hotel uh, just eat locally eat close by and I don't go out and try to just you know start going sightseeing and stuff like that why the enemy's very worked up he's very worked up and I've learned by the Holy Spirit just stay low hallelujah stay low and also give all the glory to the Lord because the Lord has done great things and also the enemy's very very angry so it's not that we're afraid of the enemy it's just that there's also wisdom when when you do things like that in the power of the Holy Spirit the, the enemy takes it very very seriously and so you don't want to just walk out and be like um, you know oblivious to what just took place as if the kingdom of darkness is not aware of that Woo! praise the Lord those are things that I've learned those are good times for a retreat 
after something difficult and maybe you think we could have done that better let's retreat let's replan let's recalibrate so that we don't suffer another loss or another setback okay or so, so when there's negative news or something difficult also when there's been great victory as well and you come off that high moment both times are good just to step back and say I'm going to do a little retreat right now I'm going to lay low on purpose and just spend time with the Lord I'm going to thank him for what he's done I'm going to thank him for what he is doing and I just want to I want to retreat and hang out with the Lord a little bit Woo! praise God Mm-mm. you'll find that that is a good formula and here we see that again is what the prophet Elijah is going to do he's going to go on a 40-day retreat and you know all the politics and all of the you know you know the actually international politics going on he's caught up in the middle of all of that and having to deal with uh, kings and um, uh, you know an apostate nation and all of this stuff he just needs a break and the angels understand that verse 7 and the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said arise and eat because the journey is too great for you so he arose and ate and drank and he went in the strength of that food that's that's the angel food hallelujah he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb the mountain of God who he knows where he's going he knows where his solitary place is my friends you may not be able to get away for 40 days and 40 nights so that would be really nice if you could it would be extra nice if you had a nice meal served to you by an angel before you went and then you wouldn't have to eat you just wouldn't need food just go in the strength of that food but either way However God does it for you, and however you and the Holy Spirit work this out, just remember, one day, a one-day retreat can bring great stability and refreshing into your life. Two days can really do a lot to help you just get back real close to the heart of God, where you just dive in close to the heart of God. Go somewhere. Take your Bible. Take maybe some good spiritual books. Take a notepad and a pen and go and just get somewhere and be quiet maybe just go to a hotel and you know go to the room and don't even ask for maid service you know just stay there for two days and just relax and enjoy yourself and you know you may want to fast you may not want to maybe just want to eat some small meals but something where you can really dial in and just really spend time with the Lord I'm telling you I'm telling you one day of that or two days of that you'd be surprised at how refreshed you can be maybe you didn't make it to Mount Horeb maybe you didn't have 40 days that's okay you'd be surprised at how much strength the Holy Spirit can empower you with when you draw near to God and you take time to retreat like that Woo! praise the Lord and your vision for what God wants to do the clarity of it gets so uh, cleaned up it's like having your vehicle and you know you've got stuff all over your windshield and you know windshield wipers they don't they can help but they don't really clean your windshield that good but to get out and to clean your windshield with a really good glass cleaner with a very clean uh, cloth and get it so sparkling clean on the outside and on the inside you're like wow I can really see a lot better now now that I got all the bugs off and got all the dirt off wow I have great vision great clarity that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do and a retreat time spent with God like that is time well invested because it allows you to see with great clarity the path the plan that God has for you and when you spend that time with God that purpose that vision of God begins to come up and the Holy Spirit will begin to talk with you about certain things maybe for one hour he'll talk with you about this 
And then after an hour, maybe you want to talk about it more, but you'll sense by the Holy Spirit, oh, the Holy Spirit doesn't want to talk about that anymore. We've got that covered in prayer. Now the next topic begins to come up. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit will do. And then you can spend some time on that. And maybe you spend 45 minutes on that. And you think, I'll spend even more on that. But you realize, no, that's covered. That's completely well taken care of. And then the Holy Spirit moves you on to the next thing. And some of the things He brings up, would almost startle you. Wow, God, you have an interest in that? You would like to talk about that right now? Okay. Woo, that's the purpose of a retreat, to spend time with God. That's what the prophet Elijah did, and the Lord certainly did speak to him. It says, There he went into a cave and spent the night in that place, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Now, that's what it's all about. Why are you going on a retreat? To hear from God to get close to God and to draw near to him. And when you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And when that word comes, whoo, fresh faith, fresh strength, fresh anointing. And he heard from the Lord. And he said to him, what are you doing here? Elijah. Mm-mm. Well, this is a time now for Elijah to open up his heart and say, Lord, you know, all the prophets have been killed, and, you know, also Israel is being very unfaithful, and I'm really the only one left out of all the prophets. I'm the only one, I'm the last guy standing. And, and so he had really, really gotten discouraged. And, you know, really maybe should have had a retreat a little bit sooner. But, you know, things were going on, and he had the big showdown on Mount Carmel, so he couldn't really break away. But now you could see he actually needs it. And he uh, pours out his discouragement to the Lord said some things that actually weren't accurate and the Lord helps him to get a better vision that hey you know you're not the only one standing I've still got 7,000 who have never bowed the knee to Baal Mm, praise God well he didn't know that praise the Lord he told Elijah in verse 18 yet I have reserved 7,000 Israel all whose knees have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him See, Elijah was saying, Lord, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one that's faithful, still standing. The Lord said, I've got 7,000. Now, you may not see them. You may not know them. And a lot of them, because of the persecution, are in hiding. And, you know, so these are very difficult times for many people. But nevertheless, I've got got my number of special perfection of 7,000 who are very, very committed to me. And so he helps Elijah to see the greater picture, and he helps him to get refreshed and also to see that there is help on the way. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the anointing that you're pouring out, the fresh oil. Hallelujah. It's very important to have these retreats. Galatians, the book of Galatians, chapter 1, and let's go to verse 13 concerning the life of the Apostle Paul. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. My friends, theologians tell us that Paul, the apostle, 
was out in the Arabian desert remote area for quite a few years. What was he doing, Pastor Stephen? He was receiving revelation from Jesus concerning the gospel, concerning the new covenant. He was receiving revelation and he was digesting that, assimilating that, and getting a grasp of what it was that he was being taught by the Lord. Oh, and this is a man that went from a person that he called the, the greatest, the chief of all sinners, to a person who became the greatest missionary that the world has ever seen. So going through this experience of receiving the gospel, understanding it so that he could teach it clearly, so that later, years later, when he did go up to Jerusalem, and he did sit down and talk with Peter and with James, they realized they're both preaching the same gospel. Paul is preaching the exact same gospel that they are preaching. There's absolutely no difference. There's no contradictions. There's, there's no problems. They are both straight on 100% accurate with what God has given them. Why? It all came from the Lord. So that time in the Arabian desert was what? A retreat a retreat to get the basics down, to have a foundation, not just to have another wild you know, evangelical story, so-and-so, a great sinner, has gotten saved. And then they just throw him into the limelight and throw him out there. And, you know, uh, we've had a lot of examples like that where certain celebrities and certain athletes and certain famous people in the world, they got saved, and the church got real excited, grabbed them, and just, you know, uh, said, well, you know, come over here, you're, you're world famous, and speak here, and speak there, and, you know, and, and they're speaking, and they're sharing, but they're still baby Christians, and their faith is still at a place where it needs to be built up. They need to learn the basics, and they don't need to be used as like some kind of tool to, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to ride that person's popularity and fame, and having them here will make us look good. No, you don't need to do that. You need to really have a genuine care and interest in their spiritual well-being, and know that you cannot give them too much too soon. Or else that could really lift them up in pride and do a lot of harm down the road. So they really need to know the ways of the Lord. And that's what the Apostle Paul did. Had the right foundation put into him. He already knew the old covenant like the back of his hand. Had tremendous knowledge and the best teaching that the world could offer. Having sat under Gamaliel to learn what we would call the old covenant. But now he is being given revelation of the new. He has been converted. He is a new creation in Christ. And the new covenant is being unveiled to him. And wow, he just needed some time to retreat, to understand what this is all about, and then to share it with the Gentiles. And of course, many Jewish people heard him preach the gospel as well. So sometimes you have to retreat in order to go forward, whether you're the Apostle Paul whether you're the prophet Elijah, even Jesus telling the apostles, let's go and take some time to go to a deserted, quiet place so we can just spend some time together. You need to spend time with the Lord, have those special moments when you retreat to the Lord. Woo, praise God. And when you do that, just turn off the television and spend time with the Lord. I I went to a, I feel I should share this. I feel the Holy Spirit is reminding me of this right now. But I had uh, uh, a couple one time years back, this is almost 20 years ago, a husband and wife, uh, uh, she was the pastor, the husband was actually the assistant pastor. She really had an apostolic anointing. And uh, she said to me, she said, um, 
Uh, Stephen, why don't you and Kelly go to a, a mountain cabin retreat that we often go to, and you can go there and you can pray and spend some time alone with the Lord. I said, oh, that sounds good. Do you go there? She said, oh, yeah, I go there all the time. I, I said, okay, we'll go there. So me and my wife, uh, we had a weekend off, and we went to the mountain cabin retreat. And when we got there to retreat and spend time with the Lord, we noticed that it was really just like a, uh, you know, it was a little mountain cabin in a very beautiful, remote, quiet place, which would be great for prayer. But her and her husband had turned it into like a like a movie theater retreat. And there was just, you know, the DVDs, you know, back this is back in the day of DVDs and, and uh, you know, uh, just movies piled up all over the place. And there were some really rough movies in there. I'm talking movies with horror and blood and gore and what we would call real hard rated R movies and just all kind of just junk. And so when she was having her retreats, she wasn't praying. She was watching movies, just, you know, binging on movies. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I said, Lord, I, you know, I said, we're not, I, me and my wife, we said, well, we're certainly not here to watch movies. We're here to pray. Um, but you know what? Sadly, that, that lady and her husband, they just fell out of ministry. Uh, a few more years went by, and because they really didn't have a depth of spirituality, they had some struggles in their church. And today, sadly enough, although they both had great anointing, and she had a tremendous anointing at one time. I'm, I'm talking, she had international apostolic anointing on her life. And today, her and her husband, they're not even in the ministry not even in the ministry. If you're going to retreat, retreat to the Lord. Don't retreat to, you know, just pamper the flesh and, you know, just stuff like that of the flesh. Retreat to spend time with the Lord so that the oil of the Spirit, the power of God, can be poured into your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That is the purpose of a retreat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I know some retreats uh, you know, men go on a, you know, Christian men, maybe they'll get together, they'll go on a retreat. And sometimes it's all about the food. And not that there's anything wrong with good food, but it's all food, very little spiritual. So it really should be primarily spiritual. If you need some food to keep your energy level up, go by all means, go ahead and eat, but really lean into the Lord. And you could catch something amazing. You could catch a vision. You could catch a revelation. You could get a word from the Lord. It could be life changing. So take the time to really press into the Lord. We see that many of the great saints have done the same thing. Isaiah chapter 40 expresses this theme as well. Isaiah 40 verse 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord. See, that's the principle of a retreat. To do what? To go and wait on the Lord. Not to go and watch movies. Okay? I'm not against movies. I, uh, I would encourage you not to watch the bad ones. There are still some good ones out there. But I'm not against movies. But I'm saying if you're going to retreat, that's time to spend with the Lord, to wait on the Lord. It's that waiting where you get that eagle prophetic vision. It's that waiting where you get the, the wings back so that you can begin to go up in the spirit and lose the cares and the concerns of the world. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And remember, just a one-day retreat 
can restore that prophetic eagle edge where you're, you're back up and you're flying again. Just taking not your normal devotional life, which, which you know, spending some time with the Lord every day, which is wonderful and actually necess- a, a necessity, but actually spending a whole day with the Lord. Maybe two if you can. Praise God. And some of you, some of you maybe could do a little bit more where you maybe have an opportunity. I would even call it the privilege, like Elijah did, uh, to just, you know, take a real retreat, go out to a real desert, a, a real wilderness, and just totally spend time with the Lord and hear from the Lord and just lay out, maybe even lay out in the cave. Hallelujah. Hear from the Lord. If you do that, watch out for scorpions and snakes. They're actually often in those, those wilderness type caves. So, you know, you have to use wisdom in these types of things. I'm really, I'm really not that extreme I used to do those types of uh you know uh, you know long hikes and uh, you know wilderness experiences and my older brother he was really into it uh, he'd go off for weeks not just days he'd go disappear for weeks <laughs> oh praise the Lord one time he actually disappeared too far <laughs> and they um they actually had to call the um who was it the rangers to look for him uh i'm not talking about the army rangers i'm talking about you know the um the uh national park service rangers he uh he actually got lost bless his heart got a little uh turned around uh they found him after quite some time and you know he was taken off again for just like weeks but sometimes he go for three weeks but one time he went and didn't come back so he got lost in the mountains i can't remember what state it was so he needed a little help getting out praise god so your retreat remember your retreat is supposed to be spiritual not so much for physical exercise or certainly not for the food those things can be uh you know icing on the cake but let your retreat be for the purpose and intent of waiting on the lord Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I want to hike to the top of that mountain. And, you know, well, that, that, that's good if you need to go, if you have time to do all of that. But remember, it's all about hearing from God. That's what it's all about. Praise the Lord. I love it. Waiting on the Lord. Now, Hosea, this is beautiful. Hosea chapter 2. And let's go to verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will allure her. In other words, I'm going to draw her, and I will bring her into the wilderness, and do what? And speak comfort to her. Woo! Praise God. Sometimes God wants to draw you away, and you sense that in your spirit. You sense, Lord, I I not only would like to do that, Lord, I believe I could, I, I need to do that. That would be a good time for an oil change. Hallelujah. Behold, I will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfort to her God God's not drawing you off to a retreat so he can take a hammer and beat you over the head (laughs) praise God Romans chapter 8 there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus if you're facing any type of condemnation that's not God that's the devil so the Lord draws you into these times of aloneness with him why so he can speak comfort into your heart and if there's any areas of failure or defeat in your life God's not there to shame you embarrass you God's there to to say to you let me teach you how to overcome that let me show you how to throw that off let me show you keys of victory so that you can walk out of the wilderness having received comfort strength anointing and grace to step back into the situation with the power that you need Woo, glory to God. And there's, there's revelation and wisdom that will flow. I'll never forget the time that I retreated one time for an entire day. And I just spending time with the Lord, spending time with the Lord, having, having, having what I would call a nice time with the Lord, but the Lord never spoke. 
He never said anything. I actually never got one, what we would call rhema verse or living word. I, I didn't, I, you know, I was going through the scriptures, praying, meditating on scriptures, but I never caught anything that just like, whoop, you know, really hit me. And I'm spending pretty much the whole day with the Lord. But I also knew that my family was coming back towards the end of the day and that I would have to eventually wrap it up. It was a wonderful experience. Had a great time. I'm talking hours and hours pretty much the whole day with the Lord. And I knew that my family was coming home at a certain appointed time. And I said, Lord, I've been here with you all day. I've been here with you for hours. Lord, you know how long that's been. And I said, Lord, I've, I've greatly enjoyed it. But I said, Lord, you know what? You, you haven't said anything to me. <laughs> I said, Lord, you haven't shared anything. No revelation, no living word. I said, it's been good. But Lord, nothing's been spoken. And I said, Lord, that's okay, though. Because I, I know that I can't force you to say anything. If you want to talk, you know, you know, I'm all ears. I'm here. But you know what? Just before my wife and daughter got home, the Lord began to talk to me. And the only way I can describe it is that when he began to talk, he began to pour revelation from the word so fast. I actually felt like I was standing under a waterfall. And his voice actually seemed like a waterfall that as his voice and the words were coming out, it was like I, that's what it felt like. I was being washed by a living waterfall of revelation and illumination and understanding of the scriptures. It was phenomenal. It was, it was overwhelming. It was coming so fast. I was trying to write it down, but I couldn't even keep up. I said, Lord, I can't write it fast enough. And I said, Lord, Lord, I've been here all day long. And you, you haven't said anything to me. Like you could have spoken sooner. And, you know, I would have had more time to live. You know, I could have written it all out and stuff like that. I said, Lord, why would you wait to the very last minute to speak to me? When I've been, you know, you could have talked earlier. And the Lord said, I know I could have talked earlier, but I didn't because I kept you here to the very last moment so I could speak to you because I wanted to keep you here as long as I could. He actually told me that he was holding back from sharing with me because I'm hoping he see I'm hoping he's he's going to say something to me and he knows that so because he loves me so much and remember he loves you so much he actually held back from speaking just so he could keep me there just as long as possible and that my friends that melted my heart some of you you have no idea how much God loves you and if you would just spend time with him and when I'm talking about spending time with him I'm talking about waiting on him and waiting is to the point where you're, it's, well, you know, Pastor Stephen, God's not saying anything. This doesn't work. I'm out of here. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about waiting, letting God love on you. And, well, Pastor Stephen, I'm not sensing anything. Well, you're waiting in faith, okay? You're waiting in faith, and you're having a good heart. You're coming before the Lord. And remember, to rush God is to find fault with God. That's a revelation that I learned years back. So don't ever rush the Lord, but give Him give him your time give him your attention and I have found that he will honor that that if you're willing to take a day or maybe two if you could to retreat with the Lord he will really honor that and that that revelation those answers that word it will come in the format and in the timing that he would want to present it and sometimes he'll give it to you while you're there on that retreat and I think oftentimes he does I I feel I can comfortably say that without 
how can I say, getting somebody's hopes up and then being disappointed. But I have found that so often that if you're willing to retreat, God's going to talk to you. He's going to speak to you. If you really pursue him and you really lean in, really give him your attention, oh, that oil, it'll start to flow. Praise God. It'll start to flow. Unless he's up to something sneaky, kind of like he did with me, of just holding me there so that uh, he could just, we could have that special fellowship together. And that's the heart of it. Don't ever think he's not there because you don't feel something. Don't ever think maybe because it seems a little dry that he's not there, that he somehow is not aware of what you're doing. He knows he's there the whole time. He's there the whole time. I'll never forget another time I'd spent um, almost like a half a day with the Lord. And, uh, and you know, there's no firework moments, no glory moments, just, just reading, meditating, praying, and just spending time with God, but th- there was nothing happening. And so I just made a statement, just kind of blurted a statement out. And because uh, I'd looked out the window, and it was winter time, and there's no leaves on the trees, and it was just, I, I could see all the trees. And for some reason, I just had a strange desire that, you know, it would be fun to go out and just take an axe and chop a tree down. I, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe I thought it'd be fun to see a tree fall in the forest or something like that. It's not that I needed firewood. I just, uh, I just thought, Lord, it'd be, it'd be fun to just go out, take an axe, chop a tree down. I, and I said, Lord, I said, I don't, I don't know why I'm thinking this. And suddenly I felt impressed to open the scriptures. I opened my Bible just randomly. It just fell open like that. And the verse lifted up off the page. And it said, he who takes an axe and goes out and cuts down a tree. <laughs> I, said, oh. I said, God, you know, every thought I have, every thought, even when you think he doesn't know, he knows every single thing about your life. He knows the very depths of your heart. He even knows that he knows the deep things. And he certainly knows the surface things, even if it's the most craziest thought of going outside and taking an ax and chopping a tree down. And I have to admit, I've never had a thought like that since. But he even knows that. And if you'll just spend time with him, if you'll just retreat, you'll find out out of those retreats, you move forward with great strides, with great clarity, great refreshing, stronger anointing, and a sharper prophetic edge. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people that there are many that are watching right now they are being drawn to the wilderness. That is a call to a retreat to spend time with the Lord. And you'll see, you're going to see that God's going to speak comfort. So Father, draw them. I thank you that your spirit's already working. Let them respond. And I thank you that in the wilderness, you're going to speak comfort to them. Thank you, Father God. And really, Father God, for what Hosea was saying those that were being drawn were really many that actually had a lot of captivity in their life, had a lot of defeat in their life. And, uh, but Lord, yet you're drawing them to build them up. Lord, you don't want them to stay in that place of not having victory. So you're going to draw them to the wilderness. And you're going to give them keys of victory. And you're going to speak the comfort. So Father, I thank you. You're drawing many right now. Cause some of you, you're in, you're in situations, you're like, Pastor Stephen, I don't like my life. I'm saved. I love God. I'm on my way to heaven. But there's some things in my life that are very unpleasant that I'm not happy about. Retreat. Follow the leading of the Spirit into the wilderness. And there, as the prophet Hosea said, the Holy Spirit will speak comfort to you. The word of the Lord will come to you. Praise God. Praise God. Everybody needs their 
mountain of Horeb. Everybody needs their place to go. Uh, Elijah knew exactly where he was going. And I believe we can have these little getaway places where you go. It might not be far away. It might just be uh, 10 miles out of town, or it could be just that, you know, that room that you never use in your house. You just go in there and, you know, just kind of check out for a day. Praise the Lord. But God will meet you there. So, Father, we just thank you that you're going to anoint the retreat, and then you're going to move your people forward with fresh empowerment. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, those of you, the Holy Spirit's moving upon your heart. Don't forget this message, planet. Pencil it in on your calendar. Put it on your notes, okay? And get it down. And if you can't do it today, maybe look on your calendar of when you can do it. See, we're in holiday season right now. Christmas is coming up. But you can have a holiday within the holidays. You can have a holiday with God. Okay, you can have the natural holiday, enjoy that. But you can have also a spiritual holiday with God, and you'll find it'll outdo anything that the world has to offer. And it'll also make the natural sweeter as well. Woo! Glory, 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 glory to God. Mm-mm. Some of you, you need to have your retreat before Christmas because God wants to share some things with you going into uh, the Christmas time which we're just a few days out, a few weeks out. Praise God. Get that retreat in before then. Because not only, not only is it a time of giving of gifts, but it's also a time of spiritual impartation. If you, if you read the lives of many of the great mystics, you'll find out they had some of their heaviest encounters on biblical feast days and also on uh, uh, Christmas. Because God honors that because His Son's glorified around the world as, what well, you know, we know, Technically, it's not the day that Christ was born, because, uh, you know, shepherds really weren't out in the field in sub-freezing temperatures. That's not good for the sheep. Uh, they, they wouldn't be in a situation like that. And most theologians believe that the time that the Lord was born would have been in the fall. Why? That's when all the little lambs were born, and that's when, you know, most likely Jesus, the Lamb of God, was also born during that season. Nevertheless, the world celebrates this time, so the Lord blesses it. God blesses it because it's an honoring of His Son. Praise God. So, again, many of the great mystic saints have had heavyweight visitations on Christmas, usually on Christmas Eve, staying up that night, there's visitations. There's more than just gifts under a tree. There's there's things coming down from heaven, packages, gifts, beautiful things coming down from heaven, being brought in by the angels of God. And you need to be aware of that. And a retreat can set you up for that. So you have the spiritual sensitivity to receive Woo! what somebody who would be very unspiritual, they couldn't, they couldn't grab it. They're not going to be able to pick it up, but you will. So, Father, we thank you. We just release that anointing. I release that anointing upon your people for a retreat to go forward. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, let's celebrate the Holy Communion now of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're watching today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to pray in faith this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I want you to be my God, my Lord, and my Savior. So, Jesus, I accept you now as my Savior, my Lord, and my King. Jesus, wash all of my sins away. I give my life to you now. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you forever. Amen. And praise Him right now. You are born again, washed with His blood. Let's all take communion together. 
grab some unleavened bread grab some grape juice and let's pray over it Heavenly Father we bless we consecrate the communion elements we consecrate the bread and the juice this is now the flesh and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah father we thank you we're in a season of visitation and of outpouring from heaven thank you father thank you for a retreat to be refreshed and to draw near to you we thank you for the anointing coming down like rain thank you O God father we thank you for the body of Jesus and that we thank you that in Christ all of his promises are yes and amen and we say yes and amen to a good old-fashioned retreat so that we can move forward thank you father God in Jesus name let's receive praise God the waiting upon the Lord that's the purpose of the retreat to wait upon the Lord and your strength is going to be supercharged father we thank you for the blood of Jesus washing us clean from all sin allowing us to come into your very presence Woo! before your throne of grace thank you father God accept it loved and embraced by you father we give you all the praise we thank you we receive the blood of Jesus now let us drink praise the Lord praise the Lord hallelujah well for the last week or so we've been getting up at four o'clock every morning seeking the Lord and many of you you're getting tied into that hallelujah that makes it very easy to slide into your retreat day because if you decide that you have a certain day off and you want to make it your retreat day well just go ahead and get up early start it early who started early Mm-mm. it'll make it extra rich and extra sweet so I know the Lord is blessing many of you that have stepped into that and you're practicing that the Lord sees you and he's watching you and there's a big smile on his face praise God so again my friends before we close plan it out make time for your retreat if it's a half day if it's a one day okay whatever it might be just schedule that in and then go into that and just seek the Lord seek the Lord wait on the Lord and he will speak to you and he will speak words of comfort to you hallelujah my friends thank you for watching today enjoy your retreat I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.